You know what time it is. It's time to do our game preview of the Sun Devils game tomorrow against Colorado. Let's get into it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. You are Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Levels Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Levels. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, making us your first listen of the day, and a shout-out to my everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you get your podcast, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. And, of course, you can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at richiebrads 36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. These days, every potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right team for you faster and for free. Post your job at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. All right. We all know what time it is. It's it's game day tomorrow. So obviously we're here to break the game down. As per usual, we're going to be taking a look at the offense and defensive side of the football for the Sun Devils first. We're going to go into some players to watch for Colorado, which was kind of difficult to nail it down to just four guys like I typically try to do. And then we got some bold predictions and a score prediction because it wouldn't be a a game day preview without those. Without further ado, let's go ahead and look at the offense. It's it's nice and bold here. Uh, motivation. Kenny Dillingham said last week during a press conference, he echoed this week that he feels like the defense is putting out more effort than what the offense is. And he feels they're trying harder and he feels they're putting more work into it than what the offense is doing. And some of the offensive leaders agreed. And now a fire has been lit underneath them. So what do you do from here? That's that's what I'm going to be looking for. I'm not going to be looking for numbers. I'm not looking for 400, 500 yards. I'm not looking for 50 points. I am looking to see where you're at. Because if you go 250 yards, 300 yards, 20 points, 25 points, whatever, what's going to matter is the product that you put on the field, how much effort you're putting into it. And if the Sun Devils aren't putting in that time and effort and showing that enthusiasm and showing the motivation to want to be the best unit in the Pac-12, then what are we doing here? You know, we're five games in at this point. This is the halfway point of the season. If you're still not seeing stuff that's going on with the offense and a positive progression, I don't know what to do. Because the play calling is no longer an issue at this point. The last two weeks, Kenny Dillingham has taken over. The Sun Devils have taken off on offense. They're figuring out how to do things through the air, on the ground. They're creative. They're unpredictable. There's a lot of really good things. That's going on with the offense the last couple of weeks. But it still feels like there's stuff lacking. It's evident to us, the fans. It's evident to the analysts and to the media. And it's obviously very evident to Kenny Dillingham himself. So how is how is the morale going to be in this game? How are the veterans going to rally the troops? What's Elijah Badger going to do? What's, what's Jalen Conyers going to do? Is Cameron Scadaboo going to take on a role, even though he's a first-year player here? Like, we're looking to see how this is going to end up shaking out because there's a lot 
of figuring out to do when it comes to that motivation, when it comes to that drive, when it comes to that passion. If they can find that and reach that point, sky's the limit for this offense. I talked about it all offseason, man. You've got legit NFL guys here. Jalen Conyers, Xavier Guillory, Elijah Badger. Those are legit NFL players. Maybe even Cameron Scadaboo. There's no reason for you not to have an explosive offense at a minimum an explosive offense. That's where I'm at with the offense. I'm not necessarily look, looking for numbers this week. I don't I don't need a ton of yards. I don't need a ton of touchdowns. I just want to see the motivation. Next, got to talk about defense. I'll mention it and then I'll let it go because I mentioned last week I'm not going to continue to feed a fed horse here is turnovers. When are they going to happen? Still haven't had them. We have one turnover in the one turnover on the year. It was a fumbled snap. Doesn't count in my book. So when are we going to get them? No interceptions, uh, no fumble recoveries outside of the fumbled snap. We'll get there when we get there, I suppose. Moving on from that, how are you going to slow down Shadir Sanders? That is the story of this game. How are you going to go into this game knowing how good Shadur Sanders has been this year, knowing that Shadur Sanders is one of the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the country in terms of like just what he's been doing as a passer. I mean, he's he's leading college football in passing yards with almost 1,800 yards through five games. He's averaging over 350 yards a game, 15 touchdowns against just two interceptions. He is doing all of the right things right now for Colorado. So my question is, what are you going to do to stop him? Or at a minimum, just slow him down. What's your game plan here? Is it going to be a lot of pass rush? That was something I talked about yesterday, and that's something that I believe needs to be a key component for the Sun Devils to be able to pull out a win here if they're going to do it. They're going to need that pass rush to be alive and well and be able to come home with more than one or two sacks. Like It can't even just be pressures in this game. You need to be able to take them down. Because you take them down, they lose it down, they're behind the chains. That's what you need to do in this game. It's not just about pressures in this game. Because quite frankly, with a defense that hasn't forced turnovers, pressures, I don't know how much are going to matter. Because they're still giving up third down conversions. They're still giving up long plays. Third, third and 10, 15, 20. We've seen it all year. They have not been able to get off the field. And the pass rush has not been the problem. So in order to mask that inefficiency, they just need to finish the plays. Normally, sacks can can be. They can be an overrated stat. In this game, they're not. It's going to be a very, very important stat. How many times you're bringing out Shitter Sanders? Because if you don't get him down once, oh, God, Colorado's putting up 50. If you can get him down three, four, five times, you can keep this within two, maybe even one score. It's totally within the realm of possibility. But the pass rush is going to be entirely what is going to separate a Shudder Sanders Heisman game from a Shudder Sanders normal week. We'll see what their game plan is there. They obviously have their hands full. Uh, They've got plenty of weapons to be able to throw the ball out to. Uh, The run game is okay. They've got a couple of guys that they use with Dylan Edwards and Anthony Hankerson, but... They're doing all their damage through the air. The Sun Devils have a quality secondary. They're really going to need their pass rush to be able to mask up some of the inefficiencies that they have back there. And especially when you talk about 
not having the turnovers. So I know I said I wasn't going to talk too much about turnovers. Kind of turned into that. But essentially, point is, this pass rush needs to be able to get home. That's going to be your plan on how to slow down Shadir Sanders. Because I don't know if you can do it without getting sacks. I don't know if that is a possibility. If you don't bring him down once, I don't know if you can hold him under 400 passing yards. I truly don't. This is such a dynamic offense when Shadur Sanders is under center. The only bright side is he gets sacked like it's nobody's business. He's averaging five sacks a game right now. He's been sacked 25 times. A loss of 221 yards, almost 10 yards per loss on those sacks. You have to capitalize on that. If you find a way to capitalize on that, I do have faith in you to be able to at least make this a bit of a game. But that's where I feel your game plan needs to be. Figure it out on offense, rush the passer on defense. These days, every potential new hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you need to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right candidates for your team faster and for free. And you know, as a small business owner, that having that right person is what makes or breaks your business. You can do it in minutes. And once you do that, add your job and that purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and hire. And of course, it can have a measurable and positive impact on your business. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Make sure that every single week you guys are checking out the Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday. They go live at 11 a.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live covers playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and goes in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern, on any college YouTube channel for Locked On. You won't want to miss it. Let's go ahead and get back into our conversation and take a look at the players to watch for the buffs. It starts with Shadur Sanders. Like, I'm sorry. It, it does. You can't not talk about Shadur Sanders. This is legitimately one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football, let alone the Pac-12, which is already stacked with Caleb Williams, with Bo Nix, with Michael Penix, with Cam Rising. Shit, not Cam Rising, uh, Cam Ward. Shadur Sanders has stood out in a big way. He is so dynamic in what he does for you as a player. And like, he can move too. He can beat you with his leg. It's just, unfortunately, he's been sacked so much that he is averaging almost negative one yards per carry right now. But take that away. Take away the 221 sack yards he has. You're talking about a quarterback that is able to beat you in so many ways. 
with his arm, with his legs, short, deep, like he does everything. So you can't not talk about Shadur Sanders. I know it's very white bread to talk about him. It's boring, but he is what he is. When you have one of the best quarterbacks in the country coming into your territory, you have to talk about him. I've spent a lot of breath mentioning Shadur Sanders and everything he does, so I don't want to continue to elongate this conversation when it comes to Sanders, but you got to watch him. Other guy, definitely have to watch his number one receiver, uh, Xavier Weaver. He is their leading receiver right now, 41 catches for 490 yards. He was a transfer from uh, uh, South Florida. He was productive there, back-to-back 700-yard years, but he has definitely started to have a a very, very, very good season with uh, Colorado. 718 yards is his career high through five games. He's at 490. He's averaging almost... 100 yards per game right now, uh, very healthy, 12 yards per uh, reception. He had, in the first two games, almost 300 receiving yards. This is a big play threat. This is a guy that they're going to want to get the ball to early and often. He has cooled down in recent weeks, like not nearly as dynamic over the last two games, but he's also played two really good teams. Now he's going up, going up against an ASU team that is a little suspect. We'll see what they can do. They need a game plan for him, though. They need to figure out on every single play where number 10 is lining up, find a way to isolate him. This is going to be a team that's going to get the ball out to a lot of different players. They got Xavier Weaver. They got Jimmy Horn. They got a Marion Miller. They got Michael Harrison. They got the running backs. Like They're going to air the ball out but they're going to be looking number 10's direction a lot. So you need to make sure that you've got eyes on him. He's going to be the one that's going to beat you, in my opinion. Like I know uh, a Marion Miller is averaging 28 yards per catch, but he has seven catches this year. Weaver has 41 catches this year. He's the guy. This is the go-to guy. Find him on every play. Make sure that you know where he is, how you're going to bracket. I don't, I don't care. Double coverage or put row on him. Whatever you got to do, just make sure you know where number 10 is at all times. Defensive side of the ball, a familiar face here is Juju Mitchell. And yes, that Juju Mitchell, who was who was dismissed from the Sun Devils football team two months ago, is the leading tackler for Colorado right now. 31 tackles on the year. That's it, though. No sacks, no turnovers, anything like that. But he is their leading tackler. The reason why I highlight him compared to like their leading sack artist or anything like that is because I'm curious if he plays with an edge in this game. This game is going to mean something to him. He never even got a chance to be a Sun Devil because he played his way off this team for one reason or another. You know, he's he's probably had this game circled on his calendar the moment he got to Colorado, whenever that was, because I honestly didn't know until I started doing my research for this game. He is absolutely going to be playing with something to prove. Show the coaching staff that it was a mistake to let him go and dismiss him and use and harness all of that pent-up frustration that he might have and play really good football. And maybe he doesn't care. I would be willing to bet he does care. I would be willing to bet that Juju Mitchell is going into this game with some kind of edge that he wants to prove that 
it was a mistake that the Sun Devils decided to let him go. Last guy on defense I want to talk about is uh, Cameron Silman Craig. I look at him as the leader of their secondary. Uh, they've got a lot of interceptions this year. Um, eight interceptions through five games. Uh, Silman Craig is leading them with three interceptions. Travis Hunter obviously has missed time. Otherwise, he's the guy to highlight. Uh, we've not seen too much of Cormani McLean just yet. Even though he was a five-star recruit for the team, he's not getting on the field that much. Uh, Shiloh Sanders was somebody that I thought about as well, but I, I'm not educated enough to tell you if Shiloh is like a lot more well-known because of his last name, or if he really is that good, I'll tell you right now, I'm not sleeping on him. I am absolutely not disrespecting Shiloh Sanders right now. The last thing I want to do is disrespect that kid, but, uh, Cameron Silman Craig, 20 tackles on the air, three interceptions, like finds his way to the football. So you need to be able to locate where this guy is. He's going to be playing deep, safety number seven. Figure out where he is. Know what you're going to do. If you're going to throw at him, you need to have a game plan. If you're going to throw at him, I would prefer that you're probably throwing Badger that direction. He's an average size guy at 5'10", 185 pounds. Just have a plan. I'm not necessarily looking at him like he is the game wrecker or anything like that but he is leading the team in interceptions. He is an important factor in what they're doing defensively. I am going to going into this game and making sure that I know where he is at all times. I want to make sure that I understand what's going on with Juju Mitchell. And then offensively, how am I going to slow down Shadur Sanders? What am I doing with Xavier Weaver? Weaver excuse me. These are the guys that I'm going to be looking out for during this game. Make sure that you check out FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, and snap back in to the NFL season. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season FanDuel official partner of the NFL. One more time, wherever you're getting those podcasts, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. I will see you guys again tomorrow after the game so that we can have another live reaction to what happened. So make sure you guys are tuned in for that. Before we get that far, though, we got some bold predictions and we got a score prediction to close out this edition of the pod. So let's go ahead and hop into the bold predictions. We're going to start with a bang on offense. I'm saying that the Sun Devils are going to top 400 yards of offense. This isn't the craziest thing in the world, in my opinion. The Sun Devils are averaging 332 yards of offense right now, which is not great at all. But I feel like it's within their realm of possibilities to be able to get to that point where they're averaging or not averaging when they're sniffing that, especially because right now Colorado's defense isn't great. They're giving up a, a PAC 12 high 480 yards per game. If you're asking me to bet is ASU going to be closer to their average or is Colorado going to be closer to their average? I would bet on the defense every time. This has nothing to do with Arizona state because if 
Arizona State were allowing 480 yards a game and Colorado was only averaging 330, I would probably take Colorado to be able to put up some points. Yards, excuse me. I think that the Sun Devils are going to be coming into this game with that edge that Kenny Dillingham has inspired them to have and kind of lit that fire underneath them and everything. It kind of shown like, hey, you know, we don't think you're playing with as much passion. Get your heads out of the sand. Like, let's get this thing going. So I'm saying they figure it out. 400 yards, second bold prediction. I'm going to say that Trenton Borgay throws two touchdowns in this game. And this also kind of goes with the way that the defense is played. Because even though uh, Colorado has a lot of like really talented kids defensively, like they've got uh, Shiloh Sanders, they've got uh, the safety I highlighted, uh, Cam- uh, Cameron, Silman Craig, they've got Cormani McLean, Travis Hunter when he's healthy, like, This should be a really talented secondary, but they're getting lit up. They're the second worst defense in the league in passing yards with 296 per game. Trenton Bourget has yet to throw a touchdown pass. And if I'm saying that the offense is going to get going for 400 yards, then I am also predicting that they're probably going to get in the end zone a couple of times. Bourget hasn't thrown a touchdown. The weapons are there. There's no excuse to not be able to throw touchdowns right now. Jalen Conyers, Xavier Guillory, Elijah Badger, uh, Camp Scadaboo, like there's guys here. Get them involved. Get that figured out. Let these guys do some work. Trenton Morgay, two touchdown passes through the air. Defensively, I'm going to say we get not one, not two, not three, not four, but five sacks in this game. The Sun Devils pass rush has come alive. After the first week of the year, they've got 13 sacks over the last two or uh, four games. Are getting just over three a game. They are feasting on offensive lines. They're going up against one of the worst lines in the country, not just the Pac 12, in the country. They're going to have a good time in this game. Prince Dorva, BJ Green are just going to pin their ears back, have some fun. I'm hoping Clayton Smith can finally get in on the action this year. Sun Devils are going to blitz a lot too. Absolutely anticipate that Brian Ward is going to be in his bag when it comes to blitzes. Ro Torrance could get another sack. The, the safeties, the linebackers, maybe I get a sack out of the press box. Like they're going to be generating some major pressure against one of the worst offensive lines in football. I got them getting five sacks in this game. Final bold prediction for the defense. I'm going to say that they hold Shadur Sanders under 356.2 passing yards. The reason that is so specific is that is what he's averaging per game this year. He is averaging 356.2 passing yards per game. And I'm going to say the Sun Devils hold him under his average per game. To put that in perspective, that has happened just twice this year against Colorado State and against Oregon. Otherwise, he is over his average in every game. But I think with a really good pass rush, comes the opportunity to take those passing yards away. And if I'm saying we get five sacks, it just kind of goes with the territory that I think they're going to figure it out against Shader. Now, don't get me wrong. If he threw for 355 yards or even 356 on the dot, I technically would be right. He's going to throw for yards, man. Like, you just get that through your head. Shader is going to throw for yards. He's going to throw for touchdowns. He's going to have a good game. I'm just of the belief that 
if you are able to get those sacks, you can potentially hold him, quote unquote, big, big quotation marks there. Fire the laser. Like, we'll see. That's my hope, is that this defense can find a way to hold Shadur under his average. Uh, For what it's worth, interesting trend. He has thrown four touchdowns in week one, week three, and week five. It is week six. And even weeks, he has thrown two touchdowns and one touchdown. So maybe he's under four touchdowns in this game. That would be pretty sweet. We'll see. Not holding my breath on that one. Final score prediction. Sorry, guys. As much as I want to take ASU, I am going to be hesitating for a little while to be taking them to win football games again. Obviously, I want to be wrong. I want ASU to win. I'm never rooting against the Sun Devils, but I don't think they're going to win this game. I do think they find a way to make it exciting. I only got them losing by 10 points here. Final score, Colorado 34, ASU 24. Again, I'm really hoping that we just see some growth out of this team. You want to see the passion out of the offense and the effort and the drive that Kenny Dillingham is trying to drive them to reach that point. And you want to see that defense rise up to the occasion and figure some figure some things out. Because if, if you come out in this game flat, you're going to get run over. Colorado is not an elite team, but they're a team that can put up points. So you got to figure out what you're going to do here. It's time to nut up or shut up, as a famous Tallahassee once said. But that's what I got. What are your guys' bold predictions for the game? What's your final score prediction for the game? Who are the players you're going to watch? Let me know in the comments, or you can hit me up on Twitter at RichieBrad36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Wherever you get those podcasts, by the way, hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications because I will see you guys tomorrow after the game for an instant recap that is unedited, unscripted, raw reaction for you guys. I'll see you all tomorrow for that. Till then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on.